This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Remain blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Please let's have our seats. We bless God. We are really so grateful. I'm sure that there is joy in everybody's heart. I'm sure that if, we, if I ask us, ask us to bring out our journals, you know, and list our blessings, I'm sure we would find a lot of things to, to write about. Most importantly, we are grateful for a God that speaks. A God that can see us going in a, a direction and, and can call us back and say, no, that is not the best plan. We are, what, what a God we serve. And how fortunate are we that he is the God we serve. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Good morning. Please welcome someone beside you, in front of you, around you. Um, so, we are, um, so we are still on our topic. Um, church as a member of a family good morning everyone so i'm i'm the moderator for today so i'll be calling us okay well moderator slash slash teacher so i'll be calling us to answer questions and all that um um so let's just take a quick revision from um last week just in five minutes who was here last week and who remembered what we talk, um, this slide is not, not make me execute my, the, the intention of my heart. Okay. Um, so who remembered what we did last week? Wankutunde um, taught us, one of the things that he mentioned was that there are many things God wants us to understand about the church from the picture of the family. So if we understand um, family, would or have some understanding about the church. So um, we have I'll be, please, um, please, let's pay attention so that when I call us, you will you, you not give me that look that I wasn't listening. Yeah? We are just taking a recap from last week. Um, so one of the points Mr. Tunde mentioned was um, he wants us to, um, we have an Heavenly Father. So Sister Debbie, please speak to, we have an Heavenly Father in just in one minute as relation, as relation to um, family. Brother was asking, he asked my husband, asked, uh, doctor, about how do you see God as a father, you know? And one thing for me that stood out is the fact that God is responsible over us. One thing that is very peculiar to fatherhood is responsibility. And God being our father uh, tells us that God is actually responsible over us. He takes care of us and he does not uh, lag behind in that respect, in that capacity. So that should also give us at some level of confidence and trust in the fact that uh, he knows what he's doing and he knows how best to actually uh, help us to fulfill his purpose. He wants the best of, for us and he has the best interest at us. He's not the kind of father that has children and he does not have plans for them. Not that kind of father. So for me, that is uh, very, very comforting and very, very profound. Thank you. Thank you, Ma. Um... So, um, God as our Heavenly Father, you know, there's a place in the scripture that says that if you being wicked knows how to give good gifts, if we as an Heavenly Parent, as an, even in our care for, uh, pardon? Earthly parents, thank you, man. Even in our care for um, our own earthly children, by, 
God is saying, even you, you are still wicked, as in, and you know how to, you know, from how you can see, from what you understand, you know how to make fantastic plans for your children. How much more God, who is holy, does not have any, um, any blight, any stain, and how much more. And, and the reason he keeps reiterating this for us is so that when he's planned, when we really don't understand, we can look from that standpoint that he's not, there's no wickedness in him. He's not trying to exert one pound of flesh or trying to teach us a lesson. That, that the end of that journey is for our good. So we, and we need to relate. We're not just saying this, as I like to say, to fill in our papers. It's so that we come into better understanding and relate with God, you know, like that, like our Father. Yes, we know He's our God, we know He's our King, but we must also understand that He's our Father. Amen. Um, Sister Diola, we have an elder brother, the Lord Jesus Christ. Please speak to that. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I remembered we have an elder brother, Christ, and um, there was this explanation that he is the firstborn among many brethren. And um, further explanation that it's the same right he has as the firstborn. We also have equal rights, not like the Jews that always have the right of you having, like, um, is it two, two times the normal um, two times normal inheritance than other children, but rather we have equal rights just years. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we are joined here with Christ, and so we have access to the very same thing. We are not Jesus' younger brother in matter of inheritance. We are joined here, and I think one of the explanations was that for the Jews, the older ones take twice, so it was, in, it was necessary for the Lord to bring that um, definition so that you know that there is not Jesus having twice and then the one that comes after having one. We have the same portion as Jesus. And finally, before we go to, to, um, to today, it's um, Doctor, we have many brothers and sisters in an extended family. Please help us talk to us quickly. We have many brothers and sisters in an extended family. Hello? That speaks about that um, we are not just a nuclear family as a, as a, as a local church. We have all the people in all the places. It's a big family, not just one small family. And uh, with every individual with different roles, we are not alone. We, are not in, we, are, we don't work in silos. We are connected to other people who are also connected to Christ. And because of that, we have a familiar relationship with them. Thank you. So, um, Bible even says that it sets the solitary in um, family. Yes. So, there is nothing like sex. Um, there's, no, there's nothing that says that, oh, I can't relate with someone from this church, or I can't attend. Like now, um, from next week or upper week, um, Metamorphosis will be closing for the year, and we are encouraged to not to sit, sit down at home, but to go and fellowship to also drink from other streams. So we have brothers and sisters. We have people. We have other people that we can listen to that can add to us. There is not one denomination of church that is complete in itself. There is not one. There is no, no, my church is, we, we can't mix, we can't talk, no. So we are brothers and it's a global family. Amen. Um, so um, for today, um, 
let me apologize. I don't have the student's manual, so I'll just read um, the sentence so that we can fill in um, as we as we go. Um, so um, B, just like in the natural family, there is a process in becoming the member. Um, there is a there is a process in becoming a member of the family. You know, we are talking about um, the church family. So we are now saying here that just like you, um, just like there's a process to becoming a member of the natural family, there's also a process of becoming a member of God's family. Or anybody here, did you think you fell down from heaven? Please, or if, if you, maybe you fell, oh no, you fell down, you fell down from heaven. <laughs> All right, so you realize that you grew up calling, you grew up knowing that somebody is mom, somebody is dad, somebody is brother. You did not fall down. And so there's also a way that the Lord bets us into, I mean, into his family. So he says, there is a spiritual process that makes one a part of the universal church. There is a spiritual process that makes one a part of the universal church. A, the process involves repentance. The process involves repentance. Um, Sister Goodness, please read. Acts of Apostles, Sister Goodness, please read Act of Apostles 2, 38 to 39. Act of Apostles, for conformity, we are in B, under Roman figure 2. We are in B, under Roman figure 2. We are in B, under Roman figure 2. Okay, so let me start again. Um, for those that have not um, filled in their blanks, just like in the natural family, there is a process in becoming a member of the family. Then A says there is a spiritual process that makes one member, that makes one a part of the universal church. A, this process involves repentance. Okay, so, so let me read. I'll read. Um, I'm reading Acts of Apostles. Um, um, media, kindly help. Act of Apostles um, 2, 38 to 39. And Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sin, and you would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 39 says, The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So the first step, in to coming into the family of God or the church is repentance. The first step is repentance. If you do not, it's not a casual um, place. So, and that is why not everybody in the world is a member of the church. You must first repent before you belong um, to the family. B says this process involves faith in the saving work of Christ. This process involves faith in the saving work of Christ. Remember, we are still talking about the spiritual process. The spiritual process that makes one. So number one is repentance. Number two is faith. This, this process involves faith. Romans 10 verses 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you declare with your mouth, 
Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. I'm sure that in our um, experience to being born again, I'm sure we met someone who asked us to recite, um, who spoke to us first, um, spoke to us about Jesus and his plan for mankind. And I'm sure that there was something in your heart that believed, because that, that's the first step. You must believe to have, to have even made a confession. If you do not believe that, oh, yes, Jesus is, is Lord, Jesus came to die for me, you would not even make that confession. So the, that step is faith. That step that before you confess that, oh, am I, I accept you as the Lord, is faith. So it's, it takes faith to also become a member of the family of God. And see, this process involves water baptism. This process involves water baptism. Mark 16, verse 16. Verse, um, Mark 16, verse 16. Okay. He that believed, believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Um, how many of us are baptized here or are planning to get baptized? So here it is telling us that one of the processes, one of the spiritual processes, and we'll see why this part is still talking about the spiritual process that makes us belong to um, the, the body of Christ, the church, is baptism. Now, you might wonder that uh, what does, what's, what does, um, what is it called, me being dipped in water, it's just like when we take communion. It's, it's us, um, what, what was that word now? It's us so, sort of like testifying that, oh, Jesus was buried, we're buried with him, and as he rose up, we were resurrected with him. Not like that we physically died, but it's us, uh, I can't remember the word, but it's us just like testifying along with Jesus that, oh, he died, we died, just as we entered the water, we died, and as we came out, we, we are coming up to a newness of life. So for the spiritual process, number one, it involves, can we, as we feel that notes, can we echo it together? This, this process involves a what? Thank you. This process involves what? Faith in the saving work of Christ. And the third one, this process involves water baptism. Yeah, you would notice here that except for water baptism, you can sort of like have these other experiences even by yourself, you know, you can be what you can watch a TV and get convicted and um, believe and repent and um, maybe even um, confess unto salvation. But and then you have belong, you are now you've belong or you are now belonging. <laughs> you now belong. Sorry, father, my grammar. You now belong to the global body of Christ. Like ah, uh, you belong to, like the Lord represents you. You know, um, in the Bible they say that. The, the people were added first to the Lord and then to the church. So as we know, we've talked about the global church. So the first spiritual process first add you to the Lord. That's why here we are, we are more concerned that, you know, more than even your service first, that are you growing in faith? Are you working with the Lord? Do you have a relationship? Because you must first be joined with the Lord. So that's the first spiritual. The first spiritual process um, ensures that the Lord knows you, ensures that the Lord says that, oh yes, this boy belongs to my global family. So that's why we have the spiritual um, process, unlike um, our best. They burn us, they burn us. As in you belong to your family, you just have that process forever and ever. You just have that process. Yeah. So then, number two, there is a practical 
or natural process that makes one an official part of a specific local church. Let me read that again. There is a practical or natural process that makes one an official part of a specific local church. You see, this topic, um, or this title enough alone tells us that there is nothing like me and God alone. It means that as you, have, as you are joined to the Lord, you must then compulsorily and must, regardless, despite nothing, belong to a local body. You must belong to a local body. But of course, you cannot belong to a local body without belonging to the Lord. But after you, have, you, are, you, are, you now belong to the Lord, you must belong to a local body. And this is to set our hearts that it doesn't matter what we think is happening in our own church. Uh, the pastor is using our left eye to look at me too much. My team lead always crosses me. You are not joined to that person as it were. You have a commitment to the Lord to belong to a local church. You have a commitment to the Lord. It does not matter what you think you are saying. It is compulsory that you belong to a local church. Okay, so let's, let's go on. So um, I'm, I'm sure that many of us say this can't be our first radio. This, this is, maybe this is not our first church. You know, um, let, let me just take some um, um, contribution before we proceed. Um, in Chisabori, you are talking. Yeah, so in the in maybe the past church that you've attended, what was the process in like be, um, becoming a member, maybe a worker or something like that? I'm sure they have their own um, way, what they do there. Sister Moya, I'm coming to you. You also share yours. I've really not been to plenty, but um, my first church, of course, I was born into it, so I, I can't really, I don't think I remember the process, you know, but I know gradually... Uh, joined the workforce as a, a like under ten, like choir, church, children choir. Um, okay, maybe when I was seven, that I had to go to another person's church. You know, as sorry, another church entirely. Um, process workforce basically. Uh, I think we went through. I can't remember because it's been a while. I've been in Metamorphosis for like 11, 12 years. So <laughs> I, I really can't I remember. remember. So, uh, but I know I, I, I joined workforce at some point. That I will go for, you know, Riaza from morning till night on a Saturday. But the process, I really can't remember. But I know I they Let have some. Yeah. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Oh, yeah. Right, so for all the churches I've attended... I had to go through discipleship classes before, even if you've been born again for how long, you still have to go through the discipleship, uh, discipleship classes and then before we join the workforce. So in fact, there was one that took us a year. Yes. So we're going every week. It was 52 for 52 weeks. Thank you, Ma. Um, I, you know, I used to have a bit of struggle around when you move from churches to churches and then you sort of like, yes. But I think that, or one of the things I feel the Lord is, is so that you understand the doctrine of that church as they believe it, especially if, it's the, if it is the Lord, you know, that is um, leading you there. I'm not sure it's going to be, like me, I've been to Redeem and I've done the discipleship class of um, Redeem Christian Church. 
Yeah, yes. Then I've done here. I'm not sure that there is there's a lot of things, especially in the in the teaching. Yes, that is different. But there are bits and pieces of what they believe and how some some things are stronger pronounced in a house um, than the other. And you know you can't really fit well into that church if they don't point to you what they feel the Lord has committed into their hands. So I feel, but even though I used to have a struggle, I feel that's why we do the, yeah. In fact, oh yeah, I did the one for TL, the governing church. It's even two years. You do level one, then you do level two, SLT one and SLT two, before you are properly um, in the church. So let's, let's proceed. Um, believers, A, believers in the New Testament, who were added to the Lord. You see that's the first, and I'm emphasizing this so that you will not, um, we will not have the, the posture of a contract staff. You know, you know, you will not not have a relationship with the Lord, and then you think you are doing something for the church. It is first the Lord, then the church. It is first the Lord. Nobody here is a contract staff. Nobody is an ad hoc staff. We are all first children of the Lord, and then we are now serving his body. Amen. So, A, believers in the New Testament who were added to the Lord were also added to the local church. Acts of Apostles 2, 41 and 47. Acts of Apostles 2, 41. 2, verse 41, and then 47. Thank you. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. 47, please. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. So when you become born again, you, um, you must find or you must belong um, to a, a, a local assembly. Amen. Then B, in the New Testament, all members of the universal church were also members of a local church. Any idea of enjoying salvation or being a Christian in isolation is foreign to New Testament. Doctor, please talk to us about this. B, let me read it again. In the New Testament, all members of the universal church were also members of a local church. Any idea of enjoying salvation or being a Christian in isolation is foreign to the New Testament. If we go through the book of Acts, I think I will just use the book of Acts as an example. We'll see clearly that um, there were no believers that were isolated. Everybody that got born again um, became a member of a church, became a member of a fellowship. Either the church at Ephesus, church at Corinthian, church in Rome, church at Rome. They must just come together. You must, but there is a mother, quote unquote, mother church. That's the church in Jerusalem, like the HQ. Let's put it that way. And you remember when there was an issue when some people came in bringing some doctrines that if you are for you to become a child of God, to be born again, you have to be circumcised. The church at Antioch had to take it to the church in Jerusalem. If you are alone in your room, having a time with the Lord by yourself, the devil can easily push some 
strange and dangerous doctrines to you, and you will not have um, men ordained by God to help you confirm people that are experienced in that. If you, why online uh, church is okay if you if it is a if it steps from from a church and you have a, an attachment to that church through the online church, you can't just say today I'm attending TDJX church online. Tomorrow is Robert Morris. Next tomorrow is um dollars. The next day you are going to um house on the rock. You're not going to have you're not going to be grounded in a doctrine. Though the universal doctrine is the same, but like we said, that is a particular denominational doctrines that local doctrine that fits your life, that fits what God wants you to do. And that's why choosing the church is a destiny decision. So we cannot just sit at home and say we are fellowshipping. We need to go out and be a member of a local church and by extension be a member of the universal church. But one thing is this, ensure the local church you are attending is recognized in the committee of a universal church. Okay. Thank you, Doctor. Um, he, said, he, mentioned, he said a statement that says doing, having a local church, I'm paraphrasing, is not a small decision, it's not a light decision. Because they are packaged. In fact, I want to let me use them, um, Ote Dollar, because this, the daughter belongs to that family by birth. She has an inheritance from that family because she is born into that family. So there are also inheritances that God deposits in local churches that is supposed to, you know, that inheritance helps the girl further her lives, helps her, you know, make decisions. It's the same. There is in there, that comes in word of the year, that comes in word of the quarter, you know, that comes from preaching. There is an inheritance that the Lord is dropping in local churches for you, to form you, to shape you, to bring you to an expected end. So when we do not belong, we are not going to be able to take part in that inheritance. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. Then see, it is impossible for any true believer to fulfill all the admonitions to the people of God without being vitally connected to a physical, visible expression of the body of Christ on earth. You can't, you, you know, you can't give yourself <laughs> the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. You can't, um, I mean, even though the Lord has impacted those gifts on you, it, it can't be for you alone. Someone has to minister to you. You have to minister, even for only that. You also have to minister for others. Nobody will rub off against you, and then you will realize that, ah, so I still have bad mouths, you know, so, I'm, so I still easily get angry. I need to, if you are alone in your room, you are perfect, you know. Nobody is rubbing, nobody is getting on your last nerve. So th that, this, is one of the, this is one of the things that the church does. And this is some reasons why people get offended. Because, and which is what the church is supposed to do. Find those spots, those spots that are still wrinkled. Because that, Jesus is coming to take a bride without wrinkles. So, and it is people without wrinkles that will make a bride without wrinkle. So as people is touching you and you say, ah, so I'm still easily irritated. I still give somebody basketball, a big um, you know, basketball, yes, you know. It is when people come in contact with you that you realize that there's still a, you know, there's still a bit of carnality that is hiding under your heels. So I want us to read together. And media, please help. I want us to read together Ephesians 4, 11. I want us to read it together. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. Media, please. 
Please, can we use any KJV? So that the D, the thou D, and NKJV, please. Thank you. Please, let's read together. Apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by trickery of men, in cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective workings by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Amen. Many nuggets in this place. Do you know that that place says that for if we don't do this, we will remain children. So I dare say that if you are doing isolation Christian, you are still a child. Because the thing that is supposed to supply to you to grow up into the measure of the fullness of Christ, you are not being exposed to it. So if you are doing I and the Lord alone is you and I, Jesus, you are still being a child. You may be seen, you know, you may be prophesying rockets, you know, those complicated tongues of life. Yeah, you may be having those kind of tongues, yes. But you are still a child. And that place says that so that you will not be tossed to and fro for maximum stability, we must belong to a church. We must even contribute. That place says what, where all join supplies. So it means that when they put our name on the schedule, and we don't, we don't come. We have deprived that body that day. We have deprived that body, even that week. Because everybody, is, even you sitting down, greeting someone, shaking hands, you are supplying. So it is more than, oh yeah, I belong to this church. But I belong and I am adding up what the Lord has supplied to me. They said every joint supplies. Every joint. Can we say that? Every joint supplies. Again, every joint supplies. So I'm supposed to supply something. Amen. So that's it. I want to see, read it again. It is impossible. That's what it says. Oh, for any true believer to fulfill all the admonition. That's every joint supply. That's not being tossed. That's um, I'm, I'm not being exposed to craftiness and cunningness. It is impossible for any true believer to fulfill all the admonition to the people of God without being vitally connected to a physical, visible expression of the body of Christ on earth. Amen. Then, D, in the New Testament, there was one local church in, the, in a city. Then, if you were a Christian, you were part of it, unless you had to be expelled because you were under discipline. However, because today there are many local churches in any given city, it is common for local churches, you know, that was, what, that was the first thing we discussed, to have a process of official membership to assist the leaders of the local church in determining to exactly whom they are to commit themselves 
in pastoral care and for whom they will give an account to. I remember in Redeem, we even did the exam. We, we did the exam before they fixed us to department. So, you know, you will come and you say, I want to come to choir. I want to be, I want to be in Bible. So it, it didn't work like that. So you do exam, then they will do interview. The heads of those departments will do interview for you before they fit you into, um, into the group. So here he's saying that um, even though we all belong to a global church, there is a process. MCC2 has its own. We'll do discipleship class and baptism and all. So that, uh, in fact, as you are talking, they are knowing that, mm, this person can be a warrior for Christ. The person is always active in class, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So only um, obey um, Hebrews 13, 17. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch over your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that will be unprofitable to you. It means that for um, let's give our pastors let's let's give them joy let them let us know of except they are praying you know for promotions and other things over our life let's not become a prayer point for them uh, today go church let's pray again that um this person will behave accordingly that's what here the bible says that if we are people like that our soul will not prosper amen and see um just like in a natural family there are advantages or privileges of being a member or being a member, member of a church or, or the family. Some of the advantages includes um, the following. I'll also be calling names, so please prepare yourself to answer questions. Yeah, I'll also be calling names. So, so one of the advantages of being in a local um, church is fellowship. Brothers, Tunde, oh yeah, talk to us. Um, fellowship has been an advantage of belonging um, to a family. Hallelujah. Okay. Yeah. Um, fellowship. Okay, um, in terms of fellowship, you get to have people to interact, not just interaction on the surface level, but people can also commit yourself to, and then people can also be vulnerable. Um, I think that's what fellowship whereby, what Bible talks about um, every journey of line. So I give and and then we benefit mutually of one another without somebody drive a boat or that sense of, or that sense of, um, there's an exchange of what's it called? There's an exchange of um what's that? There's an exchange of um there's an, ex- there's an exchange ongoing. Okay, I want to add something. I was at first I saw Sister Fum and I'm like, glory to Jesus. She's joined the um kings and priests. Hallelujah. Okay, so I want to add that there is a, fellowship is important. Right now we have our children at home and when they you know because we tend to think they are making noise, they are disturbing me, they are not allowing me to rest, they are not... But when, you are not, when they are not at home, you will understand what fellowship means. Right now, I can stay from morning till night. If I don't get a phone call, I'm not talking to anybody. And you, you will understand the value of fellowship. Having somebody to talk to, you understand, much later. So, there is a lot that comes to us when you have somebody to talk to, you have somebody to bounce ideas off, you have somebody to, you know, say what you are thinking about, you can say it to that person. We are giving and you are receiving. Apostle Paul said concerning giving and receiving, you know, there is, a, there is value in it. When we belong to a part of the body of Christ or you belong to a family of God, you can, you can give to people, you can receive from people. And that does a whole lot to us. There is an experiment that was made about, you know, with children. Some years back, I read it when I was in university, where 
they have um, they had a, um, they, maybe they had some children in a room they had some other children in some other one other room and um, someone will always go to this baby you know chat with the baby every day talk to the baby tickle the baby just exchange words the baby could not even talk back and then you had this set of babies that they left just give them food but no talking no fellowshipping and all of that at the end of the day they realized that one set of baby fared better looked healthier looked happy or happier rather than the other sets that did not have people conversing with them i raised i have few plants and it's even been experimented that when if you have even as little as plants and you talk to them they do better than plants they're not human beings though that are not being talked to at times when i'm going through my door you know i take some time to talk to my plants and say you guys are doing well right you are okay i will give you water tomorrow or something but an experiment is being done we can check online to see that even plants respond to you have people fellowshipping with you how much more human beings so we do ourselves a lot of good when we bring ourselves for services it's not only serving as a choir member or, or you are exchanging like Safumi said earlier on Jesus Christ needed people to hang him on the cross that was fellowship he needed you know he couldn't have hung himself so there are things that people do it might look like they are rubbing us off on the wrong side but those things are helping us to discover that I still need the help of God. I have anger problem. I don't appreciate people enough. I don't give honor to people. If you are by yourself, you won't know all of those things. So fellowship does a whole lot for us. Amen. Thank you, ma. Yeah, I also just wanted to add that one thing that really helped us when we came to Abuja was fellowship. We didn't know anybody. It was just my husband and I and the colleague that uh, met Lagos when they came for the exam. And when we came, in fact, the night I came to Abuja, we did not have a foam to sleep on. I'm serious, like, no foam. We had to go to uh, the pastor that we were introduced to, church, and he was able to give us his children's foam, the foam that the children used, that was what he gave us. So I can imagine if we don't even have a church family to quickly plug into, you know, it was really helpful. And then when we came to Metamorphosis, it was a game changer for us. So anybody that does not want to belong to a local church, you are doing yourself a service because it changed everything for us belonging to a local church. Thank you. Amen. Um, um, 1 John 1, 3 says that we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son. So the, this family provide. I mean, there is no way um, Paul... Is anybody's uncle except that we are in, in Jesus? There's no way we are related to them, to Peter. There's no way we can talk about them except that we belong to, to the Lord. Number two, fulfillment. Um, Sister, precious patience, please speak to us. How being a member of the church brings fulfillment? Praise God. There is this scripture that came to my mind. He abide in me. Abide in me. And um, am I? And yes, uh, abide in me, and I in Christ. Have it. There's, there's a scripture like that. I'm just, I'm just trying to paraphrase it. It says, when you abide in Christ, Christ abides in you, and Christ is in God. So in that, for me, is just a feeling of the your Christian walk. Now without, okay, for me, the church itself serves as a covering serve as a covering without outside of church 
know, of course, a lot of you're without Christ, you're without. So finding a local church and staying in it brings you fulfillment, brings you completeness, it brings you uh, uh, pure, having a pure fellowship with God, and uh, that alone is fulfilling. Um, when a person is an official part of a local church, they will experience a greater sense of belonging and a significant ability to contribute to the success of the whole. I'm sure that no one goes through um, their week, you know, without thinking about this church, um, how to improve perhaps their skill, you know, how to bless someone. Just because you um, are, um, belong here, there's, there's this sense um, of fulfillment that you have. Um, number three, sorry, you seem I'm rushing, rushing, my time is up. Fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Uncle Kefas, oh yeah, please talk to us about fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Number three, how being a part of the local church brings fruitfulness. A member of the local church, uh, after God had made Adam, charged him to be fruitful, and also multiply. So fruitfulness, has something to do with uh, improvement in whatever your hands doing. And there's a difference between being fruitful and also experiencing multiplication. Fruitfulness is like you're having something, let's say you're having, let me, let me break it down. Let's say you're having money in your hands. You know, you have like, uh, let's say 5,000, and you are able to increase the 5,000 to become let's say 10,000, that is fruitfulness, which means there's an, an addition as against when there's multiplication where the, uh, the increase is more exponential. So let me limit myself to, to being fruitful. If you are a member of, uh, even in all extension, apart from limiting it to, to the local church, you're definitely going to meet people, you know, that share similar uh, understanding with you and by the time you discuss with them in respect to your area of interest, definitely you will receive feedback. And in the long run, those feedback could help you to add value to what you're doing. So like fruitfulness in the local church, apparently, as we all know, humans, we are, according to sociologists, we are, they used to say we are social animals, you know, which means we communicate, we relate with one another. So just as it is in every uh, family, you know, where we relate with ourselves, we tend to share ideas. And at the cost of sharing ideas, definitely we add value to whatever we're doing. So fruitfulness can be seen in that extent. Okay, um, taking a cue from Jesus' parable about the fruitful branch, that if the branch that does not um, bear fruit to be trimmed off, what the branch does that is from the tree, from the entire stock itself. So you really can't be fruitful um, into that uh, in, in, in that setting, except if you are receiving from there, and it's from the abundance of what that branch has received that can now be a fruit for everybody else to enjoy. Thank you. Um, okay. Um, whilst you give him the phone, I can microphone rather. I can use myself as an example I didn't start writing until I joined the governing, um, the governing church children ministry. Um, and I also didn't start writing anything about, ch about children until I became a member of this church. And of course, we know choir 
even though there's still a bit of, I didn't join. So there's a way that your innate gift becomes refined because you plug into a local church. Pastor okay, Quickly, um, just to say that child in a family, godly family now, uh, equipped or being prepared for his future. And basically, being in a family, parents are able to watch, they're able to pray, they're able to oversee the growth of that child. And the child, as a, at a young age, doesn't really have understanding of those gifts yet, those potentials that are inside of him. And by the time he grows up to a certain age, becomes aware, and then becomes directed, he becomes channeled to areas where the parents, by the help of God, of course, God helping them, they've been able to know and see. There are several examples in the Bible of parents who had understanding of who their children were to be. God gave them those understandings, and they were able to channel the life of those children. They were able to caution them, things they were supposed to do, things they were not supposed to do, and all of that. So also, in a local assembly, when we come into a local assembly, we are part of that local assembly. We become uh, a family uh, set up. Of course, we are a family set up anyway. And you come channeled by the word you hear, by the counsel you get, by the uh, fellowship you have, by the interactions with people, with the world, with the Holy Spirit, and on and on, you begin to grow spiritually. Your awareness into the things of God, your awareness into the potentials that God has placed inside of you becomes more and more prominent. And before you know it, you hear people uh, branching out or going to start their own ministries, or, I mean, it might not even be ministry, like you say, writing. Uh, of course, it's a ministry in a sense, in a sense rather. And so on, uh, yeah, bro, today was talking about a tree. Yeah, you can't, be, can't grow outside of a tree. A branch cannot grow outside of a tree. And really, um, all that that tree has to offer has to be uh, evident in the branch. If a, a branch doesn't exist on a tree, then that tree is not really fruitful. That branch is an evidence because it, it's the one that will carry the flowers, the one that will carry the fruit. So that branch is an evidence of the fruitfulness of the tree. Lord help us. Talking about fruitfulness, discovery of gifts and abilities, I know someone that it was, I won't mention them, was until this person was forced to join a particular say no, all the churches I've been in I've never done that. So say stay there. Pastor, but, you'll speak to me. Call my name. I should call, call your name. name. Call my name. Okay. Okay, I'll, as an example, she says she's been in like three, four churches, prophetic churches, and nobody ever told her go to the choir. Guys, we have never, but today she's singing very powerfully, anointedly. She's writing songs. So sometimes we don't know uh, the seeds God has put in us until we get into a body, be joined, and serve. Sometimes not based on your interest or what you think God has told you. So that's where you know leadership looks at you. You don't know because it's it will also be a test of submission. That say you go here, you go there, you just do this. I know someone in Ibadan that is a pastor today. He started a church, but it was because he related with our founding pastor that that thing of ever going into ministry came into his life. But then he was just willing to receive instruction, go here, go there, go there. So you never know. So being part of the church, being part of a body. Fruitfulness. All those who are secular musicians today, they started in the church. Pastor Fumi has told us that the church is where you can practice free of charge. You can train free of charge. How many people will give you camera to be snapping picture? Camera that they bought for hundreds of thousands. How many people will give you keyboard? Just be playing. 
Just go. Give you drums free of charge. Give you venues, training studio. Just a practice design. You know, so church is like a training ground. We are not charging you for training. We are giving you free access. But as you are plugged in, it's an opportunity to grow and develop. So fruitfulness for a believer cannot be complete without being part of a local assembly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um. The next one is um, accountability. Accountability. When a person is an official part of a local church, they experience a greater sense of necessary godly accountability and responsibility. You know, there is no um just like you want you want, you want to in, increase in all things in a church. You there's also the, the responsibility on your part to be accountable to submit. To submit um to you know so um let me read Galatians six one to two. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burden, and in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. You, know, you can also say, mind other people's business. There is no place that people will enter you or mind your business, or ask, like you're not coming to church. They will ask. They won't, leave, they won't say you are grown enough, you know. They expect you to be um, accountable because they also have people that they will report or give um, reports to. Then six, power. Six, power. When a person is an official part of a local church, there is a greater release of power as believers bind themselves together for a common goal. I always say that the most powerful unit on earth is the church. If, if the church in Nigeria agrees on a matter, what, what are we talking about? So people come into power, then imagine the part also inside um, a local church. Amen. Um, oh, that's six. I missed one. Growth. Growth is, growth, is, um, growth is five. Six is power. When a person is an official part of um, a local church, um, there's a greater opportunity to receive consistent pastoral care and oversight. I'm going to ask Dr. Doctor a question, but let me run through um, the difference between fruitfulness and growth. The difference between fruitfulness and growth. So there's fruitfulness and then there's growth. Number seven, presence of God. Of course, that goes um, without saying. When a person is an official part of a local church, they enter into a realm where God gives special promises of his presence in a greater measure. This year, I think it's a year of glory. There is no other... You can, maybe God will have something personal that is talking to you, but as a church, there's a way the church is working together such that individually and corporately we enter that glory. Um, okay, so the seventh is um, the presence. And before Pastor, um, before Doc, Pastor Doctor answers, let me just read the last line. Then doctor will answer and will pray. Yeah, Pastor Doctor. So every true believer in Christ must consider the question of church membership. And it's more than bench warming. You must, you must commit first. Even if you don't have a department that you are, you are serving with, you must commit first in your heart that I belong here. All of the dynamics of the Christian life must be worked out in the context of others of like faith. The local church is God's vehicle through which it will strengthen and encourage his people. To reject the local church is to resist God's plan and elevate oneself above God. We need the Lord, but we also need each other. Tell your neighbor, I need you. 
I'm only hearing Pastor Fumi's voice, so tell your neighbor I need you. So come to church regularly. Commit to this local assembly. Amen. Okay, so doctor, difference between growth. They said the church um, enables us to grow and then it gives us um, fruitfulness. So what's the difference between the two? I will use the plant as an example. Yeah. They are like a, a cascade that follow each other. You cannot be fruitful if you've not matured to a level. But uh, what I'm saying about that is um, you cannot plant a maize today and expect to see the seed of the maize in the next even one month. It takes time. And that timing, those time, it takes nurturing. You need to weed, you need to culture, you need to ensure, if you need to apply fertilizer, if you need to do a lot of things, even prepare the land before you sow the so the process of growth, water and everything. Paul said, uh, I saw Apollo waters, but God gave the increase. So what we're saying, that means that increase is a function of growth. And that increase is a function of, uh, it's measured in your fruitfulness. One way. So when, when, when you are increased, when you're growing, all those things, that you are a member of the church, like you said, people rub on you, people, you are maturing, you are growing. You are seeing things, and you are getting better in your spiritual life. You are getting better at uh, manifesting the fruit of the Spirit. All those things. You, you get better at loving people. You get better at showing joy. You get better. You know, if you have a lot of shoulder pad, you are very proud. They are helping you to bring, bring the shoulder down very well. It can be very tough, because sometimes they might use some spiritual stick. Hit it. That shoulder is too high. Come down, come down, come down. Uh, pruning and all those stuff like that. They help you grow. At the end of the day, most of the time, the, 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 the end point is that you become fruitful. You become a child of God that is fruitful and you are not ashamed. People see the manifestation of God in you. People see the glory of God in you. You understand? So, you know, there are, there are, there are um, in farming, uh, you see people planting two, three seeds, two, three different kinds of crops on the land. And you understand? You know why they do that? Some they will reap in a month, some they will reap in another six months, some they will reap in a year or two. So that as you're growing, uh, your, the, 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 the fruitfulness comes in different stages as you grow. And people begin to see them. People begin to see them. And it's like, it's like additive. This one keeps growing. So at any point in time, just like I said in the crop, more like throughout your Christian life, you have a form of fruitfulness. Fruitfulness that lasts and lasts and lasts takes time, just like you are planting a cocoa seed. Takes time. You have to wait and wait. But while you're waiting, God also gives you some other forms of fruitfulness so that at the end of the day, when you now get that cocoa, you are able to, you know, cocoa farmers, unlike, it's not like these days, they, have, they were very rich. I don't know whether they are still rich now. They sell their cocoa and everything like that. Do you understand? And yet, they still have maize, they have other farms. So your fruitfulness is in stages and in phases. You keep growing and you keep growing into greater fruitfulness and greater fruitfulness and more stable as you grow. So growth is the first thing. Then fruitfulness follows as you continue to grow in Christ. Thank you. Pastor Shion. Okay. Uh, I hope my definition will not uh, be, will not reverse the order because he put growth first and then fruitfulness second. I just want to say it in two words. Fruitfulness means productivity, 
And then we can say growth is increasing productivity. Fruitfulness, you are productive. The different things that God wants to come out of your life in character and give things, then growth is that those things are, those fruits are increasing. A mango tree can produce, you know, small mango, you know, but then more, as you produce more, you are growing. So in, it's not against uh, the order in which he has put them. That order too is correct. But then this is also another perspective that in the things you are producing, you are also increasing. Amen. Thank you. Pastor Rosimi. So, uh, like Dr. and uh, Pastor Rosimi said, both ways are actually accurate. And just to put some perspective to it as well, when you talk about the fruit of the Spirit, of joy, peace, patience, kindness, you can actually grow in the fruit of the Spirit. That is, in the expression of the fruit of the Spirit. And that is why being in a local assembly, that is what it helps you to do. Like Pastor Fumi said earlier, I mean, there are things that are in us that we don't know until we begin to fellowship or we begin to interact. I mean, you won't know that you can actually be impatient until you meet somebody that will tra- teach you or open your eyes to your impatience, right? And we have several stories, but it is where we thank yeah. God. So, but then there is also that aspect of what this does to the church, like Ephesians 4:16, by which all parts are all joints are supplying to the eventual growth of the church. That is the destination. Our individual growth, our individual fruitfulness doesn't end with us. It actually builds into and contributes to the growth of the local assembly and eventually the universal church, right? Because at the end of the day, that is the goal. The the, the person or the persons that make up the local assembly are not the end uh, uh, point. The church in itself, being fruitful, to the world, shining that light to the world is where God is going. And that's why every one of us, whether it is skill, whether it is spiritual, whether it is physical things, our fruitfulness is important even to be a contributor to the growth of the local assembly. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Let's just close our eyes. I want us to recommit again. I want us to, you know, better commitment. I know maybe some of us are 50%, 50%, as Pastor Rosemi said, we can grow in expression. So even our expression of commitment can still be better. I want us to pray in our hearts that, Lord, I recommit again. I, I understand what I gain in my destiny, in my work with you, um, being member of this of a local assembly. I recommit. I recommit to this purpose. I recommit to this belonging in the name of Jesus. I recommit. If there's any part in me that is already offended, that is thinking of moving back, Lord, I, I ask that you heal my heart and um, and help me again to find my joy, to find the joy of my salvation in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name of prayer. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.